Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do, thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, welcome back to Money and Mental Peace. I have a cool treat for you today. My friend Jake, who I know from like, I guess, college and dance and I don't know what else. You know those people that you kind of just see at random places like Walmart? Literally, we were just talking about it because he works at Walmart. Yeah, that's what's up. This is Jake. How do I literally have been friends with you? Oh, inquire. But I don't know if I've ever tried to pronounce your last name. How do I pronounce your last name? <laughs> My last name is Moscow. Moscow, not Moscow. It sounds like Moscow and Russia. Okay, um, Jake, what's up? This is my friend. He finished college just this last month. Is that right? And finished it with no loans. In- uh, yep. I just finished my last class about last month. That's about right. And I finished without owing any debt to anybody. <gasps> my claps. Yay. And like... It wasn't me bugging him to do this. He did it on his own. I don't want to say like I'm like the the whole like top pinnacle, but sometimes I do bug people about this kind of stuff. So first off, do you think you could tell me going into this, what was your mindset around paying for college? Did you want to go into it like this and finish debt free? Did you know how you wanted to do it, et cetera? Uh, yeah, um, going into college, I did want to be debt free the entire way through. Uh, growing up, not to sound like I'm saying my life story, but growing up, every single penny mattered. Like we could not afford to splurge on anything. We had to make sure that all the bills were paid exactly. It And it was rough growing up and going into college was kind of the same thing, knowing how expensive it can get, even community. Uh, the mindset was definitely, you know, apply for scholarships, apply for financial aid. And the biggest aspect and probably one of the most difficult was avoiding student loans because loans, obviously you have to pay back with interest and with it being a high risk loan, that interest would have been insane. So definitely was going into it thinking, did not want to have to take loans out, did not want to have to be in any kind of debt and focused more on heavily on uh, financial aid. Oh, yeah, exactly. And but it seemed like you had a concept of loans would be crazy interest and whatever. And like you were saying, you had 
uh, you're watching pennies, which is awesome, but it sounds like they were actually watched. Like, I mean, you actually saw paying bills modeled for you instead of um, not knowing where everything went. So how did you know that like student loans had crazy interest and in everything? Because some people just go right into college and they, they've kind of heard of that, but like, they don't know, like, it sounds like you were very aware. Is that just how you grew up? Um, when it comes to monetary values, sort of, I'm not going to say that I was crunching numbers every month with my mother, but when it came to something along the lines of, it's like, okay, you're paying for college. This is a big deal. You have to know what you're going into. You have to know what it's going to cost because you have to pay for the class. You have to pay for books and et cetera. The loan aspect of it, um, I knew to avoid because I had heard from other people who were paying loans that have been paying them off for, you know, five, 10 years and they're still not done because interest climbs up so fast. Yeah. So in that sense, I kind of knew right away that I did not want to touch those because I knew they were going to be a high risk loan. I knew it was going to be a long time paying them back. And I don't like ever having any kind of outstanding debt period. So mm-hmm. I always prefer to just get it over with, pay for it myself and call it a day. Would you say, because it's the name of the podcast, would you say there's a sort of mental piece about your finances that can settle you when you don't have outstanding debt hanging over your head? Oh, absolutely. Um, Knowing, being able to sit down thinking to myself, like, what am I going to spend any kind of money on? Even if it's something as simple as groceries, knowing that I don't have anything else I have to set money aside for or factor into my monthly payment makes it way easier because it's less on my, it's less I'm thinking, it's less on, it's less on my mental health. It's less on everything. Yep. Yep. Let me just thumbs up. So proud of you, man. Okay. So, um, we kind of started kind of childhood, like you said, it's not like the whole life story, but kind of childhood mindset going into college. Can you just kind of start telling us your journey? Um, where did you go into and how did you start deciding how to pay for stuff, what to study? It's kind of a vague question. I'm just letting you go here. All right. So when I was first looking at colleges, um, Monroe was one of the ones that I thought of because it was a community. So I knew it would not be as expensive as something like a privately owned one. Uh, The other thing on that is going in with financial aid They actually helped me out in high school because I was given a letter from the counselor that said that I qualified for the TIP program, which was also known as the tuition incentive program. That one was given to me because I was on, I forget which one it was. It was Medicare or Medicaid for 24 to 20, I'm sorry, 12 to 24 consecutive months, in which case that was A through the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's Medicaid. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I did. Medicare means you're old. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I would have been Medicaid. <laughs> but uh, that one I qualified for through the state, which was probably the better of the financial aid that I had gotten because that one would go through before federal. I also had qualified for a Pell Grant through the FAFSA, which allowed me to also pay for things. But since the state aid went through first, the TIP program basically said, as long as you are at least half, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, as long as you are going at least half time, so six credit hours, we will pay for the tuition. 
It doesn't matter how cheap, how expensive. Wow. We'll pay for the tuition and that's it. It didn't cover books. It didn't cover lab fees, but yeah. the basic tuition, it would it would take care of for me. Which other fees are crazy. Let's just be honest. But uh, at well, least the tuition is the meat and potatoes of it. Yes. So mm-hmm. the tip would take care of the tuition itself. And then whatever was left over from that, that I still owed for say books or lab fees, the Pell Grant I could then use for that. So then I could use that to pay for the rest of it. That semester is paid for in full now. And I've, uh, and I've got some spare money in my pocket because as you know, anything from a Pell Grant that you don't spend, you get to keep. Yep. Yep. And I did an episode. I don't know what episode number it was that one semester, part of my Pell Grant paid for my gas money. Right. So right. that's awesome to have that a little bit extra funds. Let's not talk about gas prices right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to clarify that was one semester and they were, they were pretty low at that point. So <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then can you tell people what you studied as well? And did you do the rest of that at the community college? Kind of walk us through the middle of that. Okay. Um, so my major was automotive service technologies. Um, it was the service side of automotive because they offered two programs. There was service and then there was the engineering. Mm-hmm. I went for more of the service because that's more the actual wrenching on the cars aspect of it. I had taken auto shop in high school and that was pretty much when I decided this is the field I want to go into. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did the entire thing at Monroe. Um, they, were, they had a two-year program for it to uh, get associates. So I did the program for that. And that one, it was basically the tip paid for a lot of my gen eds. So, you know, your English, your math, psychology, the general course requirements. Mm-hmm. And then once I got the gen eds out of the way, then I went into the actual automotive courses, which were significantly more expensive because those had very high lab fees because you're working in the actual automotive shop. So there's a lot of equipment in there that obviously they need to pay for. After doing the gen eds and going into the automotive courses, that's about the time that my financial aid had run out. So that after that, I ended up having to pay for it out of pocket. The out-of-pocket aspect was obviously very significantly harder on account of I'm, I live on my own. I'm paying for all my bills on my own. I have my own house, two cars, et cetera. But the other really cool aspect on it, if you want to call it that, is in paying for those classes by strictly out-of-pocket, when I filed my taxes – getting the tax forms from the college, I got a hundred percent back completely refunded to me. So I was spending, you know, almost twelve, thirteen hundred dollars on one college course out of my own pocket. But at the end of the year, they were refunding it. So I could basically take whatever I had already put in, set that aside and just use that to pay for the next class. Hmm. You're inspiring people listening right now because like a different way of doing it. I know I got some money back, but I didn't always some I had when I paid some out of pocket. I also had scholarships. I kind of had both. So I didn't see how much was refunded me. That's amazing that you had that. Wow. Yeah, that it was that was certainly 
very uplifting because I was looking at my, my forms. I'm like, that's a very high number to be getting refunded. I mean, I'm not, I won't complain, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a pleasant surprise. Cause There's I was probably not- a boost of confidence and encouragement too. Like I can finish this thing. Absolutely. And it was, it was hard for a few times. Like once I realized that a lot of my stuff was going to have to come out of pocket, that was kind of very discouraging because it was the, how am I going to pay for this? And the first time I got that, that check back, it was like, oh, no kidding. I can, this is, this is a huge step. Yeah. That's fantastic. Look, that's something we all just learned. I guess I didn't realize how much it worked that way. And I work with this type of stuff. Okay. So walk us through, I feel like we've kind of done beginning, middle, end. So um, walk us through finishing. If you don't mind saying, did it take you a little longer to quote unquote, finish college longer than the normal, which the normal now is not even four years anymore. It's like way longer, but did it take you that amount of time? And if it took you a little longer and if it was a little harder, was it worth it not having the loans? Um, so this is kind of embarrassing, but it did take me significantly longer to finish. Um, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, it It took me almost double the time, Jake. Yeah, it, it, it took Don't me a lot longer to finish doing it that way. But in the end, I don't regret the way that I did it because of the fact of it takes me, you know, double the time to finish my degree versus could be decades to pay off debt. Yes. And yep. so it did take me a lot longer to finish it. And but it was that I will say it was worth it to me knowing, you know, when I have to, how I have to budget, et cetera. Yeah. But that it, it, it is, to me, it is much better knowing that I was able to do it without having to pay anything back versus, oh, I'm getting my degree done now, but I have, you know, the next 10, 20 years that I have to, Mm -hmm. I have to continuously pay back. And you didn't ask for this advice, but I'm throwing it out to you and other people listening. If you're graduating debt-free, um, you, Jake, or you, whoever's listening, that means you can look into investing now. The amount that anybody listening out there would have spent paying on interest for student loans for the next 10 years before they finish paying off their student loans, if somebody just invested that instead, that could build up to six figures and more. Like, this is why Jake's explaining, like, it's worth it within someone's life situation, depending on the situation. If even if it takes a little bit longer. So what I hear, Jake, is that you got assistance and you owned it. Like you weren't like, like, I'm sure you were thankful, right? There was like the tip and Pell Grant and whatever, but you weren't like, well, the government just needs to do all of it. And I just need loans and this, that, and the other thing. Like you got assistance and then you stood up and like took responsibility for it and handled it super well, which I feel like a lot of people who have had um, assistance paying for college don't always do that. So thumbs up for that. And then did everybody hear that, that he was also living on his own paying for, you know, his bills and stuff out of pocket. He is pretty much, well, when I say set for life, I mean, there's a different variety of what you'd term set for life, but I mean, like now he's going into this and his money is his own, like he's his own man. So can I ask you, Jake, what are you excited about? about now like do you just get to keep your paycheck I mean like how do you feel now how did graduation work out for you 
graduation is going to work out phenomenally in that sense, because what you say, you know, like my money's my money. now, And the only thing I have to pay attention to at this point in time, and it almost seems unreal is just my house bills and my car bills and all that. I, I just have to pay my rent, and my utilities and everything else is mine. I can do whatever I want with it. I can save it. I can spend it. And that's, it, it almost seems like, you know, it's too good to be true. That, you know, anything extra I have from my paycheck after paying my bills is just mine. Wow. That's such like a freedom and a confidence, I would say. Absolutely. And and yeah. So can I ask you, um, put you in the mindset of um, a guy, you know, coming up into this, maybe he's already had some financial aid. And, and is getting to the point of just needing to pay out of pocket or whatever. And any advice for those who are trying to do this sort of thing and kind of discouraged, kind of like how you said the filing taxes, how that works. Maybe the person needs to look at their state. Um, actually, let me ask you, was this state or federal that you got those? Um, the taxes back, I believe, were state. That's awesome. Is that, it was like federal was my standard, what I was normally getting. And but wow. my state aid, when I put in for the college form that I got, the tax form, once I put in like how much I had paid out of my own pocket, my return was basically 100% of that. That's awesome. So that, I guess, I believe, like I said, I believe that was through the state. Okay. I guess my question is, um, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but any encouragement for people who are like inspired by your story and want to get there, but it seems like there's such a huge mountain between where they are now and where you're sitting. The best encouragement I can give for anybody who feels that it's a difficult situation is, I'm sure they've heard this a million times, but it's just take it one day at a time, or even if you have to one class at a time, because even community colleges will give you a long time to finish your degree, even if you can't do it in, say, the two years or the four years that you're, quote, supposed to, end quote, be able to do that. Yeah. You know, there was, there were quite a few semesters that I could only maybe take one class because it's all I could afford, but a step, even like one small step is still a step forward. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome advice. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in and telling your story. I'm very excited for like every different um, angle of debt-free stories I hear, right? There's always something new because I haven't, I didn't deal with TIP personally, but I did with Pell Grant. So it's a different way of learning this type of stuff. I think one takeaway, anyone listening is why don't you check out the information on your state on what can work for a refund for paying for school out of pocket? Because I guess I didn't realize it was to that extreme, but you really blessed us to explain all that, Jake. So I thank you. Any last, this sounds really morbid, any last words <laughs> before uh, we go? Well, um, last closing argument on this one, I guess, would just be, you know, just keep your head up on it. It's It definitely seems like a very hard thing to do getting through college, especially if you have the pressure of finances or anything like that. But believe me, in the end, it is definitely worth being able to say that I made it to the top of the mountain and especially not having any debt out of that is incredibly relieving. That's awesome. That's awesome. And here he is guys looking at his budget and he's like, I pay for my car and where I live and everything. And then I got money. How crazy is that? Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. 
Hey girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.